Welcome to episode 252 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, guys, welcome along to episode 252 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom, Bevan James. Oh, how's you going, mate? You point that finger at the computer screen. Um, I was trying to just count the numbers. I'm very good, thanks, Bevan. You, you may be looking at me slightly different today, John. Your haircut. No, no you've had the haircut. It's because I had a shower, John. You know why I've had a shower? Do you dye your hair? Oh, uh, it's a long story. What happened was a friend of mine, <laughs> this happened months ago. <laughs> <laughs> this was like in November. <laughs> obviously don't notice the small things a mate of mine's a hairdresser and he had to do an exam and uh, well, he did a terrible job really? <laughs> he passed but yeah, yeah I wasn't having a haircut and everyone's been giving me crap about it for like the last three months and you just noticed today just noticed <laughs> but anyway I'm back on the bike right Went hour 40 this morning well I'm, I'm back on the bike too where do we go for a ride tomorrow you got to dodge the bloody cracks in the roads oh no if you go out you go out that way you're fine oh okay yeah yeah it's not pretty that's not pretty. Well, you, know, you definitely want to ride in the right parts of town right now. I'm talking my speedo on the bike. Oh, really? Day. Well, never am I. I can't, I can't even average 30k an hour. Wow. <laughs> you do, okay, but I, I think I got up to 30, 31 once. Oh, dear. Well, yep, so John and I are going to be getting... I can't, I've got no gym work. Mm. I'm, I'm unemployed for the next nine months, so uh, if anyone wants to do me, give me a job, it's great. Yeah. But uh, if not, I'm going to be on the bike. Right. I, I actually looked at doing an Ironman. Mm. But there's nothing really coming up. Bad time for the earthquake to happen. Challenge Cairns, maybe? Yeah, I did a look at that, but Cairns is just a little bit too far away. Right. You know what I mean? And so I, I thought I'd maybe go and do like a half in Australia or something. Nice. Not sure, but maybe making my comeback team. Maybe go. making the comeback. Okay. <laughs> and talk is proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com. For the coffee that we're going to talk about today because they're helping in a great event. Saw in the press the other day a good little article. Um, you know, those things, you know, if you live in Christchurch, you know, sort of things. And uh, yep. you, you, hope you don't have to stir your coffee in Christchurch. You just hold it. It just shakes oh, around. Oh, nice, nice. So if you've got coffees of white, come to Christchurch, you don't have to stir it. Uh, <laughs> Athlinks.com. We're going to be talking to Troy from Athlinks later on the show. And Extreme Endurance. Extreme Endurance. What is it? Electric buffer. For endurance athletes. We'll probably get Sandy on next week or the week after. Nice. Yeah. What happened? You were meant to do that a few weeks ago. <laughs> Something happened. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do an earthquake update first? Okay. Earthquake update. Let's do an intro to that. Da- earthquake. Da- oh. I was going to do. Da- da- beep, 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 beep. Okay. Okay. Do that again. Da- 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 beep, 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 beep. Earthquake update. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, John, you've been away? I've been away. That's the thing. If you're out, if you're not in Christchurch, <laughs> you get out of, out of Christchurch, and it's like. Then we came back last night and got back into the aftershocks. Really, were the shocks last night? Oh, jeez, yeah. I slept through them. It's a four point three. No, but I was, a, I was an Avonhead. Yeah, no, it was a four point three. I tell you what. So, so different parts of town do get affected differently, and so and John and I are quite close to the epicentre. And uh, my house, if you get one of the shocks, it kind of right, it moves mm. a lot, eh? Mm. Whereas even here where my partner lives, which is probably about 15, 20k from here, you don't even, you feel them, but it's just a slight rumble. Mm. Like definitely the location, which is obvious, but it is when you're actually in a house where it's close. I woke up, I think, four times last night. After it was a 4.3, there was um, several over threes. Mm. So we, as everybody knows, 
Christchurch people become experts at, at guessing what, what yeah, level on yeah. the scale yeah, you don't, are. If it's under four, it's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> but over four, it was uh, it was a pretty decent shake. So over the last few weeks, um, it, well, since the earthquake, which is about, what's that? Two, two weeks ago today. Two weeks today. So um, I've been doing a lot, I've been getting out in the community actually uh, doing lots of digging and stuff, and, and some poor people, just their houses are destroyed. I've been talking to people on, um, I went away last weekend to do some work, and, and one of the really nice things is, is the support um, I'm sure you felt that we up where oh, you were. Yeah. Everyone's just interested and everyone's giving love and support, which is really great. But um, I was saying how the media coverage with the first earthquake, it didn't really do it justice. I mean, it probably did it too much justice. You mm-hmm. know, it actually made it seem worse than what it was. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this one, it, it doesn't actually do it justice in that when you go around some suburbs, some houses are just destroyed. We were doing digging up of houses, like um, people's, like we've got liquefaction. Liquefaction. Which is basically just like sand. Sand coming Mud- up through the ground. Muddy sand. And like some houses, they'd be at least knee height mm. the whole yard. Mm. So we, like I had 20 people digging one house. We were there for about four hours digging one house just mm. to get all the, liquefaction, all the crap off the ground. Yeah. So, so they focus a lot on the city central and the ground. That's where the tragedies have happened and all yeah. the deaths, which, yep. is, which, is, which is good. And they're saying we're going to lose at least a third of all buildings yeah. in the central city. 10,000 people are going to lose their homes wow. in Christchurch. So it's 10,000 out of, in Christchurch, probably what, 100,000 homes? Yeah, maybe, probably, maybe, yeah. Something like that. It's a significant number. And the bill, you know, at this stage is looking to be about $15 billion. Or combined, $20 yeah. billion with the last one. Yeah, and so American dollars, that's probably, what, about $14 billion. Yeah. It's, it's, it's big, big time. So... I think people are start. Well, I don't know. I've been away, but it seems well, like people it, are at the stage now where we're going to try to get on with things and, and yeah. Try and the, 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 the interesting thing about it is like most people have got water and power back now. Mm-hmm. Over the last few days, the last although my parents haven't yet, they haven't got no. either, um, which is kind of frustrating for them. But it's not. It's just there's a level of stress in the city right now, mm. um, and that's what's really interesting. Like even just driving around, um, a lot of the roads are closed, so the inf- you know the the roving patterns aren't designed for you know oh, the yeah. you know the one way systems aren't working. So, and like Joe, my partner, she's a real relaxed character, and, and she's just on edge all the time right now. And I think mm. that's you know with combined with a lot of people have lost their jobs, mm. uh, financial stress, um, loss of home, no food, and I mean no water and power, and there is a feeling of, of stress around there's also a nice feeling of supportiveness around as well but it's it's definitely um it's a, it's kind of one of those times in life where there's a lot of uncertainty so a truck or an earthquake it's just a truck <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so it's definitely it's pretty sad times and what about your daughter and her sort of friends people that age group how are they coping well my daughter's actually a pretty relaxed character and she's finding it okay um it's more just the boredom factor because they're not back at school yeah. a lot of her friends have actually left the city and going to schools Huge. elsewhere i was away so i was in kai terry which is a, a popular holiday spot it's about five hours drive from christchurch and it was it was like christmas up there basically yeah. and they were saying the town next to it much like where you go do shopping they said it's as busy as it is at Christmas which is peak time up there yeah. so there's a lot of people up there I was having a flying fox with Thomas one day there was these kids up there and they had like the Wheat Bix Triathlon the yep. series and they'd been over in Nelson doing the Wheat Bix Triathlon they all said they're from Sumner which is one of the worst affected areas yeah yeah, no, it's it's uh, that's one of the things. I think schools are starting to go back. Well, soon. Tyler's meant to be going back to school next Monday, so still but, a week. But they're saying like quite a few schools are just gone. 
mm. you know, gone burger. So yeah, it's mm. it's yeah, it's it's, it's massive, and, and you guys obviously know that. But um, I think people are just thinking, well, you know, like for me, I'm going to be jobless for the next kind of few months. But it's kind of like, well, it's an opportunity to kind of maybe do some other things with my life. So yeah, I think that's the only attitude you can have, really. Oh, yeah. You know, because you can't do much about it. You just got to move on and mm. keep on trucking. So well, John is actually been doing a lot of work behind the scenes about something really cool, which we're going to announce in a few minutes. But before we get onto that, let's talk about the news. I mean, New Zealand was on at the weekend, and uh, it was a miserable day. So tell me about it. I, I, I was doing work, so I could only really go on the, on the site and kind of do updates every kind of hour or so. Um, but the, the main highlight of the day was it rained solid all day long. Really? It was apparently it wasn't ridiculously cold, although athletes did really freeze, but it, the temperature, you know, was, was not freezing, freezing. But it just rained. Um, talked to a couple of people, said they got maybe about 10 minutes of respite on the bike. But other than that, it just bucketed. And you saw it on the news when they came into transition. There was just, you know, it was like running through a, a, a really shallow lake in, in the, transi- the tent, transition tent. Um, somebody was telling me they went in and said, where can I go? And they said, just try to find a dry spot. They said there was literally, you know, 10, 15 centimetres of water everywhere. Um, so you couldn't even put on a dry pair of shoes and you had to run out of the tent. You just had to run through a big mud pit. So it just sounded like a terrible day in terms of racing. Um, but surprisingly, the bike times um, across the board were, were really good. Swim, apparently the lake was beautiful and calm and, okay. um, and cool. Um, but the bike times were, were good considering it rained. Quite a few punches, and especially in the, 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 female, race. the female race, which really affected the outcome. But... Um, it was uh, uh, I was away and I was um, with my father-in-law who's a, who's a bit of a sports junkie and he, he sort of follows the, the main races yep. and uh, Terenzo Bazzoni got off to a great swim and got away with a couple of guys in the swim and had like a three minute gap on and it would have been a surprise because Brownie should have been able to stay uh, he, he normally loses a bit but three minutes is, is quite significant and he was he was there with Matthias Hecht and uh, one or two others Terenzo so you're sort of wondering is he going to do what he did last year and just try to ride away and then I went away for a few hours came back and by the time I'd come back Brownie had bridged up and, yeah. the, and, the, and the group was there there was one of the guys who was off the front Scott Curry rode off the front and, and stayed off the front until the end of the ride um, and I thought I said to um, the father and I said right Terenzo's going to race smart here he's just going to sit on Brownie and then see if he can take him on the run the run leg um, as opposed to last year where he tried to hammer the bike but then Brownie took off and then yeah then I heard later in the, the, the ride um, Brownie just, just rode off the front of the group and uh and came off the bike in second, but it was just one-way traffic from there. It's um, I, I suppose the one thing we really have to talk to is Cameron Brown, ten wins and one Ironman. Oh yeah, it's awesome. That, like that's got to go down in Ironman history as one of the most significant things that we've ever seen. He has most years he's only had to beat you know say a couple of guys, but yeah. those quality athlete. He's had other quality athletes here come, you know Luke Bell and other guys that have tried to come here and and take him down. Um, but he, every time he, he sort of comes out and trumps. But I think the thing is, is, is that you can look and think, well, okay, it's not a Kona, it's not a Germany, it's not one of those real races where you're in a strong pro field. He has beaten quality athletes here. You know, mm. it tends to be that every year there's at least one or two guys who are, are going to push him, and it, it's never been. As much as it's kind of been oh, it's Cameron's race, just because Cameron's kind of grown that reputation of always winning, mm-hmm. but there's always been oh he's not going to be walking the park. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep, totally. And um, but the thing I, I suppose you know he had Sadler here. Yeah. You know like um, Chawborn Sinbali, Luke Bell, um, all sorts of guys. Yeah, but I think the significant thing is ten years in one race in any sport to dominate for ten years. 
It's significant. And he had 10 years probably prior to that doing short course. So he's been around a long, long time. So, yeah. It was interesting in the news coverage. I didn't see any of, the, of his talks. But he, he in the paper they said how he would give it all up for one Kona. He says that all the time. So, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I hope he can get on the podium again. I don't realistically win in Kona. It's a really big ask. Um, but, uh, you know, with his running ability, there's no reason why he probably couldn't get on the podium again. So his splits for the day, 15-minute swim, which is, is which is a little bit slow for him. You'd normally expect him to be sort of 40, 48-ish, something like that. Do you think he just stayed with the pack when he got dropped? He just oh, thought, yeah. You know. He would have been with the pack, whether he yeah. by choice or not, whatever, I don't know. But um, then on the bike, 4.43, which is which is pretty good. And then the run, you know, he wasn't under any pressure, so he ran 2.52, may well have been able to go significantly faster than that, but he was 10 minutes in front, so, you know, he didn't need to really drop the hammer. Terenzo Bazzoni had a three-minute lead, swam 47, rode 4.51, so lost um, eight minutes to Cameron Brown on the bike and then ran 2.57. Early on in the run, he was sort of level-pegging with Brownie, not losing much, sometimes gaining a little bit, and then it sort of blew out in the in the last, um, in the sort of second half. So, again, I guess he may have well thought, well, I've got second stone up here, I'm not gonna, not gonna win. Um, but I, and I did see comments from him that he was absolutely freezing all day on the bike. So, you know, um, Terenzo, he's uh, he's yet to crack, really crack. I mean, I know he's had an, he had a really good first up race in Kona where he got was eleventh, was yep. it? Um, and awesome athlete. I still think the half Ironman distance is his his best shot. I think we still have to say he's only twenty six. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, but in athletic age, he's. He's, yeah, but I still he's think... Ten, he's I, 10 I, in athletic I, I, I still think he's got heaps of growth, and I, I still yeah. think he's a name of the future. Matthias Heck, you know, I mean, he's a quality athlete. I think I think he's been top 10 in Kona, um, 8.45, so he was four minutes down. Keegan Williams dropped a place. I think he was third last year in 8.49, and then Scott Carey was in fifth, so, you know, around 3.14 after blazing the bike. Big other news, Pete, the, the big man, Rubusic, 100th Ironman. Yeah, and I assume that's Iron Distance. You couldn't yeah, have surely. Ironmans, but that's um, incredible. Well, I think, you know, there's been other people who have done that many races. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably someone who's done 150, but... Professionally, though. But professionally, and, you know, he consistently gets in the top 10. Mm-hmm. You know, when was last time... Oh, no, he, oh, sometimes he doesn't, but really... That was an earthquake. Was it? God, you're too focused. You're too, it's it's, it's too only a two, John. I don't feel it. <laughs> <laughs> um... Amazing, yeah. No, he just keeps on trucking on. He just keeps being consistent. And I think the reason why he can do it, he, he, I assume he must um, have a really good setup where he's from. From um, he's from the Czech Republic, isn't he? Yeah, something I'm like sure that. He is, yeah. Um, and I said some really good sponsors <coughs> there, and and uh, and I think he, I think he's got a little bit of business as well. So but, well, no, but I remember talking to him when when we did the interview with him in Monaco, right? And, and he just said, "I hate training. I just like racing. Yeah. So, so why, why would I train here? So I can just race every couple of weekends." Yeah. So that was kind of his philosophy, which is kind of good enough. Noteworthy um, age groupers in the the first age group have come in sixth place in eight fifty eight, which on on a Taupo course that is a, that well, is that, a good time. That's what I was going to bring up. So I I went and had a look because I, I know that Andrew Black wanted to get to Kona, and, I, and I'm assuming he didn't. No, he missed out. Yeah, which is a bugger. Um, apparently he blew his calf and around halfway through the run which kind of sucks but he did 9.30 and I remember when I won my age group in, in Taupo now I would have been probably 29, 29. but even so I and I think I was third overall yeah so I did 9.19 that day so on a on a hard day in Taupo raining all day mm. I would have only got fifth in that age group yeah 
So it's getting more competitive, isn't it? Well, I guess some of those guys are probably Aussies as well because, you know, you've got that Aussie influx. But, yeah, and then that age group typically, you know, you would expect a 9.15, 9.20 to win it, um, and then about a 9.40 would probably get you in. We've also got to look, you know, fur- further down his, his age group. But just he did 9.30 and got 10th. Yeah. And um, But if you look beyond him, 931, 931, 933, 934, yep. 937. Top 20, you just got to a 9.45. Yeah, so um, very, very fast. Rob Dalymore, no, it's not nine forty-eight, not bad. Um, so he had, I'd say great, Rob. Right, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, Richard Swan, just under the ten, under the ten, ran a three oh five, Swanee, not bad, not bad, not bad. What you do? You've done a three, haven't you, John? I've done three flat, <laughs> three flat. <laughs> Swanee's been under three though, I think. Oh, has he? Um, so yeah, but I, I guess one of the things there would be that. Not as many people would probably blow up on the run because it's not not so hot. You wouldn't have that dehydration yep. issues and, and cramping and stuff. But yeah, Andrew Black, Christchurch athlete, is on the homepage of uh, Ironman.com at the moment. He had a great swim, great bike, but yeah, he blew his calf halfway on the run. And it's a shame because his running is, was going so well. Yeah, because um, he, he ran 113 at half, didn't he? Yeah, so he, you know, he should have probably been able to run uh, you know, 315-ish. And that would what have did he run? We got him in uh, 327. Yeah, bugger. So, but disappointed, but still. Um, just uh, some we just we got lots of emails from you guys and we've got lots of age groupers so they'll come up over the next kind of few weeks but um, Thurston oh, what hold on hold on what about the oh. girls we could talk about the girls race oh, of course <laughs> what's that <laughs> and uh, the female side of things now the female side of things was, was interesting and it, it was, it's a real shame that Punch has robbed this race of what, what could have been quite an exciting day at the office because uh both Marinda Carfrey and Joe Lawn got punches, which seemed to take an eternity to, to, to change. Um, it's hard to tell exactly how long. Because to, to be honest, now I, I didn't cover the race that well, but it seemed like Joe Lawn had like 18 minutes to repair hers, and Carfrey only took like five minutes. Yes, and so Joe Lawn did lose. She she was in second. Sam Warren was in front. She had about a three minute lead, um, and then Joe Lawn punched it, and I think she dropped back to 18 minutes down. But she clawed her way back to I think around about 12 minutes down um, at the yeah, end of the Yeah, that'd be right, bike. based on those. Uh, and then, but Marinda Carfrey, she also got a puncher. She, I think she'd been dropped by Joe Lawn at that stage. Um, and so I don't know how much time she lost during the ride, but she came off the bike, I think, 22 minutes down. Um, so Sam Warren was basically led from start to finish. Um, Good, yeah. good swim, or steady swim, 50, fast 50, swim of the day. No one else was um, Rode five ten, uh, and then ran a three twenty. But apparently was suffering a bit on on the run. So nine twenty eight on that course. You know, when you look at Brownie's time, that's pretty comparable. You know, Brownie would normally go a low eight twenty. He did eight thirty one. Yeah. Joe Lawn or somebody who'd normally win the race would normally go about nine twenty nine twenty five. So nine twenty eight is actually probably a pretty pretty fair time on that course. Yeah. Um, but the girls behind her were running her down, and Joe Lawn got pretty close. And but then she got past, so she got uh, third, and was ended up just over three minutes behind. So what was interesting is that once, because Carefree actually passed Lawn with a bit of time to go. Oh, didn't she? Yeah, that was yeah. So one thing we know about Joe Lawn is she's a tough ass. You know, mm-hmm. she is a fighter, and um, she you know like eighteen minutes that's high you can give up mm. and you know you've got to give her credit to you for just character 
you know, you're trying her best to still have the best result on the day. And, and she was saying that for her, um, she just thought, we'll never give up. You know, maybe Warren will, will fade too much. She hasn't really done assistance mm. and maybe she'll, you know, fade. And so she kept that and she got within three minutes. So, you know, like, bloody good effort. And likewise, Miranda Carfrey, though, 22 minutes down, but she's always probably got in the back of her mind, you know, she's probably thinking, if I can run three hours yep. and the other girls fade a bit, I'm in. And yep. she got pretty close. She ran a 3.01. And she ended up three minutes behind in 9.31. So she got pretty close. Mm. Uh, so I saw a picture of her standing next to her bike and, and she had a, like a hypothermic towel um, yep. um, blanket around her and that was probably midway through the ride. So Oh, really? Yeah, so I don't know what was happening there. But anyway, it was it was a good race. But I think we've got to give Sam Warren some, some pretty good credit here. She had a flipping heart operation um, yep. only a couple of months ago. Yeah. Right? And, and to come back from that, so... Now, the Mountain Snow said he'd hooked up an interview with her. Uh, pre... Yeah, well, he, she said she's happy to do one, and she's, she, on she, she's donated her helmet to oh, to our, to our which we'll talk about shortly. But anyway, um, I remember when Sam Warren made the transition across to doing long distance stuff, and I I was thinking, well, if she can replicate what she's done in Tauranga, and I think she could be a, a Kona champion. Yeah. But then, you know, over the last fifteen to eighteen months, she's really had pretty poor by her standard races sort of getting thirds and fourths winning yep. a couple but nothing spectacular because so. she has been the ITU champion isn't she yeah yeah. and she's I think she's got the credentials um, to, to win Kona um, probably yes. not quite in, in the in the Chrissy League but you know the thing is she's got to swim and ITU standards is not good enough but in long distance stuff it's strong you know she's two minutes in front of people like Joe Lorne her bike is, is very strong and her run is awesome if she's at the peak of her game you know that's how she won World Cup races was because she was, was running really awesome yep. so I think if, she, this health, if this health issue was what has caused her over the last 18 months to not be on form um, and if she can recreate what she did in Tauranga while she was still doing ITU distance um, I think she could be awesome Okay, what about twilight of her career? She is but She's 40, but she hasn't been going hardcore for a ridiculously long okay. amount of time. So I th- still think she's got a few years. And, and we have had experience with lots of females who are into their early to mid-40s have still been mm. strong, haven't they? Mm. So, yeah, so uh, great girls race. We also had Kate, um, what's that, Bellavac? Uh, in fourth. And Belinda Harper in her first pro race came in at fifth in the 9.40, so a pretty interesting race. Um, a couple of other mentions. Um, Scott McNabb, I'm a talk, I'm talk listener. Yep. Um, oh, I've finished, so many mentions. I think Second in his age group, um, the 25 to 29. Do you want to just pull that one up and just see? Pretty sure he's second. And he's from Christchurch as well, so he had to deal with the earthquake and uh, went up there and got second. And he also helps me out with races, marshing and stuff, so he's a good man. He's got me now, he finished 14. 14. Solid, mate, and good solid everywhere, really. Yeah, uh, yep. sub five on the bike, so he's off to Kona. And Gary Burgess, as, as per usual, also from Christchurch, uh, won the 55 to 59 age group. Peter O'Brien, who we've talked about the show, finished 10th in his age group, and it rolled down. Oh, <laughs> thank God for that. Pete's qualified. Pete has missed out on qualification by about a minute. Oh, less than a minute. Like sprint finishes and stuff. Yeah, and once fell off his bike, yeah. and it cost him, and he's just yeah. like, everything that could go wrong, oh, I'm glad he got and, there. And he's also from Christchurch, so I'm just mentioning Christchurch people here. Yeah. Um, so good on those guys. Uh, 
Andrew Black, I was talking to him, he just wanted to thank... Has Mrs. finished as well? Yes, yes, and she had like a stress fracture like for December or something, so couldn't yep. run. Uh, she did 11.40ish, I think, so Ali, well done. Um, but Andrew was saying, look, everybody up there was just awesome for all the Christchurch athletes. Um, Cervello helped him out by giving him a bike to, to ride, um, and he said they helped out a few other people as well, and as he just said, everybody was extremely supportive of all the Christchurch people. I know at the prize giving, they got all the Christchurch people up on yep. the stage, I think it was 21 or something of them. Well, John the Mountain Sale it was suggested that we should give a group um, age group of the week to the 22 athletes who competed. Now, 26 people had entered from Christchurch for the race, and 22 still turned up and did the race. And it's an extraordinary, extraordinary uplifting story about the triumph of human spirit through adversity and the Cantabs just get on with life, even with so much to deal with at home. So, I think it really, you know, like. An Ironman's a pretty stressful time in itself. You know, you have a bloody earthquake where you, you know, your house is mm. destroyed and all stuff like that. So, and Andrew Black's house is destroyed. Yeah. So, so, so for all those people from Christchurch who went up and competed, you know, I know Andrew Winter was up there. Oh yeah. You know, so um, you know, I'm sure a lot of you guys listening to the show just, you know, uh, good on yous. Bloody good effort. And another bloody good effort is to WTC um, because uh, when I was setting up this auction, I emailed them and. Um, I was trying to get racing, a race entry or something like that. They give me, and they said, "No, we're going to do something else." And I thought, oh, "Whatever, yeah, yeah right, here we yeah. go." I, see, I go surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they've they've stumped up. They've set up a trust fund um, with IMAN New Zealand. Um, we're not actually quite sure how people are able to access that, but WTC have stumped up forty thousand um, dollars, which is awesome to put yep. in there. And then another twenty thousand has already been raised, so they're up to sixty thousand dollars. Now we're going to probably try to get them on the show, get some sort of explanation as what that money is actually going to go towards. We're not quite sure, but um, just good stuff. WTC for um, firstly looking after all the athletes at the race and helping out as much as they could, and then to actually stump up some cash is just awesome. Uh, well, it sounds as though it's to, to have by affected athletes, Christchurch athletes. Yeah, so I think I think it's going to go to Ironman athletes in Christchurch. Wow, that's, that's really great. So yeah, it's great. Just um, just a, well, a couple of quick things. Um, Thurston Rad, he's he's he's, he's, he's a. That's going to be website of the week. So we'll talk oh, you're oh, sorry, yeah. I didn't see that. Okay, um, just the Iron Florida, Florida double. Did you see that? No, I did not. Where the uh, Florida double Ironman happening over the weekend, John? Oh, you've been doing your piece. <laughs> well, someone sent it through, but uh, but Phil sent it through, and uh, who took it out, John? Marcus Schnaus. Schnaus. Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein. That's uh, a tiny. I don't know if that's one of the smallest countries in the world, but it's uh, it's in Europe. You always. I always remember Liechtenstein nearly beating the the England football team. Oh really? Them. Oh yeah. It was it was it was, it was bad news. Well, it was like the cricket. They lost to the um, Irish. Yes, but that was a pretty good game. Yeah. Uh, so Twenty hours. Twenty three hours. Awesome. Camel Saran from Illinois. I guess it is. Twenty four seventeen. And David. Jepsen from Colorado. 25.07. Are we going to check in here? Yes, down. Down, yeah. Jennifer Vogel. She came in at a time of 25.36. Don't know what GA is. What's she, would have got, she would have got fourth, fourth overall. Nice. Yeah, uh, Kathy Tibbetts. She dominated Dojo. Kathy came in on 33, so she won by eight hours. And Leslie Halton. And she did 35 hours. So if you want to do that, Florida double Ironman, do a Google search. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if they're doing it again next year. So yeah. uh, good times in Florida. Okay, what else have we got here, John? Okay, so we've got a big announcement. Oh, no, uh, other news. Abu Dhabi's coming up this weekend. We've talked about that, uh, I think, two or three shows ago against who was racing. Um, so Strongfield. Strongfield. Depending if they turn up. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. It, it could be that the Macca Crowey showdown. Um, so we'll have to wait and see if that eventuates. Do they um, have live coverage? 
no. In fact, the, the website's actually pretty crap <laughs> oh, in terms it? of um, finding out any information and stuff. It's, uh, it's it, could, it could be better, but hey, it's pity because I'd love. To, oh, if I'd go oh, on yeah. a show day. Yeah, you know, that field, God, yeah, definitely you know, be great. Okay, lead men have uh, started a triathlon. And this is going to be awesome. Yeah, two hundred fifty k's. Wait, here it is. It's. Uh, it's just another, you've talked about it a number of times whether these different distances and things are going to work. And I think if you I think if you do go different distance, you perhaps got to make it a bit unique. Yep. You know, it's got to be like what they're doing here. They're basically kind of appealing you, you, in a way. You circumnavigate a, a national park. So who cares if it's 180 yeah. days or 200 It's just get around this area. Yeah. Um, so you've got all the Leadville, you've got the, the you know, the, the um, Leadville 100 mountain bike ride, the famous Leadville 100 um, running race. Uh, and now they've set up the. Iron distance race, and they've also got a half distance race. You've got to quali- you've got to have you've got to be um, of standard to to, to get into. So how, to, how to determine that? Well, you've got to basically be twelve and a half hour under twelve and a half hour for an Ironman, oh, under yep. thirteen for a, for an Iron Woman to actually. Um, which which, is, which isn't that hard. Yes. You know, like the majority is the average oh, field. I would, you'd have to say that'd be 80 percent of the field, probably. Oh, oh, probably maybe 70, not, 70, 65, something like that. But yeah. still, a lot of a lot of people are going to get under twelve and a half hours. Yeah, so it's cool. it's associated with Lifetime Fitness. So I'll be interested to see if they pump up any prize money because Lifetime Fitness um, is uh, a big triathlon, don't they? Big triathlons, and they sponsor a lot of things. So it is in May. Have you said it's coming up soon, isn't it? May May fourteenth, two thousand eleven. Uh, yes, a swim. I do like that. Five k swim. Yep, two hundred twenty-three k bike and a twenty-two k run. So, so how do you think this would work as a race? Like, we're, we're, obviously, it's going to appeal more to cyclists and runners. Yes, and it sounds like the um, the bike is fairly challenging, um, and I guess it may, it may be a trail run. I'm not quite sure. Um, the Hoover Dam. Yeah, yeah. That's I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah I've, I've driven over it. Oh, back it up, John. What was it like? It was it was quite monumental. It, it blocks. I'm pretty sure it blocks the Colorado River, and it's. I don't know if it's really. So you just one side there's nothing, and the other side there's this huge. Well, when we went over it, it was um, what year was September 11? Uh, 01 was it? Yeah, it was when we, yeah. we were going over to we were doing a tour around the states um, on on route to America on, on route to um, Europe. And when we went when you went over the Hoover Dam, they stopped our minivan. We had to be all secretive and stuff. And, really? And because uh, they didn't, they thought somebody was going to blow a bomb up on the Hoover Dam. Oh, really? <clears throat> wow. So it's pretty significant. So it just sounds awesome. Um, it's a two hundred and fifty yeah. kilometres in distance, and I just like the look of it. Yeah. So if you want to check that out, you go to lead, uh, lead, lead man. Well, it's it's lead man, but it's L E A D man tried. So it's obviously done by is it done by the same people who do Leadville mm. and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. It's a, it's a basically a series now. So they've got the mountain bike, they've got the run, they've got the triathlon, um, and it, it looks like they're also doing a half distance as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, it. so ch- ch- we got it off tryjuice.com and there's a story on there about it. So yeah. check it out. I'll put a link to that on the show notes. Imtalk.me. Okay, John. So while I've been digging up holes in people's houses. Any other news, basically? No, that's it. That's your big this news. is the big news. This is big. John has been doing, and uh, you've been doing great work, mate. I have to say, because um, obviously you guys want to support with like just the amount of emails and all that kind of stuff we've got mm-hmm. from you guys has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Just kind of added just yes. for flavour, and uh, and so um, John thought, well, how can you guys help, and how can the community do something for Christchurch? You know, something that we as a group of people and and the bigger triathlon community help, and so John's been kind of emailing everybody he knows within the community mm. to see if they can support us and somehow 
you know, raise some money. And we're going to have lots of auctions rolling. I'm going to start them on Wednesday New Zealand time, which if you're in, the, in Europe is going to be Tuesday night, and if you're in the States it'll be sometime Tuesday afternoon. Uh, and then basically they'll run for a week, it'll be on eBay. And yeah, I basically just emailed a bunch of people. I just wanted to do also what I could do, and with our... Yep. Z grade celebrity status. Yeah, get up, um, mate. We must have to pee by now. <laughs> yeah, I thought surely there's something we can do. And uh, initially, I just thought I oh, will do a couple of little, little I am talk auctions and get a few things from sponsors. Then I thought, oh, let's let's see if we can make it a bit bigger. So I started emailing some of the pros that we've we've had on. And everyone's and, been great, eh? Yeah, we've got some good stuff. And and another reason why I'm delaying it till tomorrow is um, I've got a few people still that are that are supposed to come back to me and said they'll give. You stuff. get the one from Thomas. Yes, yep, yes. Um, so f- the items we've got um, is, is some awesome stuff. Chrissy Wellington is giving her uh, record-breaking running shoes. They're, they're personalised Chrissy shoes. Not personalised, they're limited edition Chrissy shoes. They're um, Brooks, and she set the WTC world record in them when she ran at Ironman Arizona, where she ran a 2.52. Now, she has been quicker than that in rope, but that's not official world record. So. But it's one of those things where, you know, you, you, you get it made up in a nice plaque or something, and you put it in your office. And oh, yeah. Have photo with it you know and it's like really cool and apparently they're still bloodstained oh there you go <laughs> and then you can do some DNA yeah. clone her exactly <laughs> there you right. go so that's pretty awesome Craig Alexander is giving a race suit um, I'm pretty sure it's a replica of what he wore in Kona and he's also giving his race number from his bike um, in Kona this year which is the number one so wow, the number that, one from Kona wow that's pretty, pretty cool. cool yeah that's great um Old Thomas, um, Yvonne Van Vlerken's partner, has uh, been been on the case. I emailed them and said, Thomas, how about we get that white tri suit that, she, yeah. that from the shower scene? For those of you that said uh, saw on YouTube, he said I'll have that arranged. It's not the original, but they're getting one made, and it's basically going to be a replica. And uh, it's a replica white. This is a good package. You get her replica white tri suit. Um, from Yvonne, you get a Rudy Project Wingspan TT helmet, which she's won um, the European 70.3 Champs, Ironman Cozumel twice, and raced in Kona 2010. So you could either frame that or you could use yep. it yourself. Um, and also a pair of Rudy Project Noise Racing Pro glasses. They're a Yvonne Van Vlerken limited edition, so they've got a little signature on them. Um, and they look pretty awesome. Uh, so that's the Yvonne package and then we've got New Zealand men package and I've got a couple hopefully hopefully got some stuff to add to this at this stage basically got a jacket from Bevan Doherty which is from the 2000 what year was Commonwealth Games the Melbourne Commonwealth Games which I think was probably 2008 when was the last Commonwealth Games was it last year yeah because it was India yeah it was was it this year last year last year last year no this year no, last year. Last year, so it's two thousand. So it's two thousand six <laughs> Commonwealth Games. Um, a, a New Zealand team jacket that he wore. He got a medal there. I can't remember if it was silver or bronze. I think it might have been silver. Um, and also a singlet from the Beijing Olympics. A New Zealand oh, really? team singlet, nice. not his racing singlet, like a run, running sort of singlet. Yeah. So that's going to be awesome. And hopefully, I'll have a hopefully have an item or maybe two to add to our New Zealand men package. New Zealand women package. We've got, um, and these are all. This is all going to go in one auction. A helmet from Sam Warren, her Rudy Project helmet that she won Ironman New Zealand in last weekend. Uh, a race suit from Andrea Hewitt. So we'll have Hewitt across the bum. It'll be a, one she's um, done a lot of ITU racing in. And then Gina Crawford. Uh, I've got her sort of K-Swiss race kit that she won Ironman Wisconsin in. So that's all going to be together in that package. Wow, you're doing awesome, man. Uh, Rachel Joyce, you're going to get her... Got a Rach? How you going, Rach? Rach, uh, two top tens in Kona. Was she about fifth, fifth or yeah, something? Yeah, she fifth. did pretty great. She's, she's uh up-and-coming Ironman legend. Well, she's already a legend, two-time top ten in Kona. So she's got her race... Um, no, her bike kit, um, Abu Dhabi bike kit. 
um, which is I think small size. Um, so that's going to be unique. I mean, you can't just go and buy Team Abu Dhabi race kits or, or kits. I don't think. What's so, a bike kit, John? Or just like a pair of bike shorts, bib shorts, okay. a, a yep. bike jersey. The whole outfit. It'll be detailed on the the auction, um, and then. Challenge have come to the party big time. Challenge have come to the party big time, and they were great because we just emailed them and said, "Look, challenge, you know, you can can we get a race entry? Yeah, or, you know, to one okay. of our no, Can I have one race race entry to any challenge race? So if you want it, you can just choose which one you want to go into." And they said, "No, you can't. You can have a race entry to every challenge race." <laughs> so there's twelve challenge races. You know, there's halves, there's fulls. So we've got an entry into every single race. Um, every race. So thanks so much, challenge, because it's yeah. it's huge. That's going to be. I mean, we'll be putting. I'll put those up just at face value to start with, and hopefully they'll just explode and go crazy. Yep. Um, but minimum, you know, that's I don't. Know, I haven't actually done the maths, but it's going to be yeah. thousands of dollars minimum. Yep. Um, now, one awesome thing that we're going to um, you'll hear about in a few minutes um, is the Hood Coast Relay. It's the 30th anniversary. It's a running relay race in the states. I'm not going to talk about it now because we talk about it in detail with Troy from Athlinks. But I tell you what, when Troy talks about it, it makes you want to do it. But I want to go do it. Yeah, mate. Oh, it's so, it's seriously, eh? So it's, it's sold out. It's worth thirteen hundred and fifty bucks. So you can't get in anyway. Sold out. So the, listen up to what Troy has to say. It sounds awesome. It's like it, it, seriously, it's just one of those events that you'd remember for the rest of your life. Oh, totally. Uh, and it's sold out. So you're like, you know, Vine Man seventy point three have given up a slot. Their race sold out in five days. Um, so you cannot get slots for that race. And so, those people in California, mm-hmm. you know, well, it's a great race, and we get so much good feedback about that race. Um, and well, I haven't actually got the guy's name who wrote this one down. The Monster Middle Distance Triathlon. It's a, a half iron distance race in the UK. Um, they've donated a spot to their race as well. So awesome, really appreciate that. But then, but there's more, John. But wait, there's more. Then we've got the IM Talk packages. Ah, oh, packages. Gonna, there's plural. Be three of these. Um, and this is really where we kicked in and asked friends and sponsors of the show to, to help us out. So there's going to be three of these packages. They're basically the same. It's just one item sort of differentiates at the end. First up, you get an IM Talk bike jersey. And you can choose your size. Choose your size, <laughs> yes. Uh, you get a blue... Do we want to give them plugs? Yeah, Ultimo Clothing. So they're the guys in New Zealand. Uh, they're based in so, Wellington. So if you're in New Zealand and you want to get your local bike club's jerseys done or something like that, or you, you know, you've got a group of people who want a cycling jersey done, go to ultimoclothing.co.nz. Clothing. So that's awesome. So that's worth 115 bucks. Um, boom, straight up. Second thing, a Blue 70 Access an Axis wetsuit. So really? a blue suit. We've got three wetsuits. Wow, any size. You you pick it. Yeah. And so you pick the size. You, you, you come in, you get your wetsuit with this package. Blue70.com. And so they're worth about 800 bucks or so, I think. Wow, John, uh, you've just delivered. I have. Right, a pair of Newton running shoes. Thanks to DCM Sports. Daniel McDonald's a company based in Christchurch. Um, he re- retails, it's basically an online If you want shop. any tri gear. A lot of the knickknacks as well, you can't the get. The knickknack, give a dog a bone. Yeah, the things like um, elastic laces, and where he's got shoes, he's got um, Rolf wheels, he's got high five, he's now you doing know, high your, five. Your little kind of bento boxes and stuff yeah. like that that you can't get at a bloody cycle shop. Mm. Go to dcmsport.com. So he's in association with Newton, we've got a pair of shoes, and so that's three pairs of shoes. So they're, they're going to be, I'm not sure, they'll be worth probably. 300 bucks yep. so coffees of Hawaii you get a coffees of Hawaii little prize pack you get a copy of the DVD going long going hard and you can see John so hey life couldn't be exactly. better and if you do want a copy of that just go to stormydog.com if you're not going to bid, bid on this and you still get plenty of copies of them yep. and then the final item of each option is going to differentiate a little bit we've got some stuff from Salt Stick um, and we've got some stuff from X Lab which is like your 
bottle mount things behind your seat yep. and some stuff from O2 Creations. What do they do, mate? They do clothing, singlets. Um, we had them on, I think we had them on a little while ago. He has a, he has a running singlet that has, the, your, if you want your splits, it has your splits printed on the oh, thing. Oh, cool. So it's, if you want to be running a you know, 315 yep. marathon, you can just look down and fold up and go, right, well, I should be through 15k at this time here. Oh, that's cool. So he's got a whole bunch of things, O2 creations. Um, so those th- things are going to differentiate a little bit. So all this stuff is going to go live. So that's the package. That's the IM Talk package. The jersey, the the wetsuit, the shoes from Newton, the um, from Blue 70 wetsuit, Coffees of Hawaii, the documentary, Salt Stick, X-Labs, or O2 creation. That's just one package. Yeah, so there's three of those. Great. So that, that's, I mean, retail for that is over $1,000. Um, so yeah, the thing is, if you look at that, and if you've got a couple of mates, and you think, well, I need a new wetsuit, yep. and get, say, well, I'll, I'll put in whatever for the yep. wetsuit, and I'll I put some in some shoes, and, yep. and I want a bike jersey. Um, so get in there. And probably the main thing that we really need your help from is, uh, spreading, is the spreading the word about yep. this uh, and getting it out. Get it out in your Tri Club newsletters. Get it everywhere. It's only going to be going for a week, so we need people to get it. We'll send out a Facebook thing. Everybody can send, then send that to all their community, um, and let's just get the awareness yeah. out there. And really, uh, if you've got mates, if you've got you know a Tri Club or in your Athlinks or on your Facebook or mm-hmm. any kind of other social LinkedIn, um, any kind of triathlete because A it's, it's it's going towards a pretty wicked cause like Christchurch is you know we need money right now yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day and but B all, all the things you can win are really cool things oh totally like, it's not like you just put money and you can crap at the end of it like mm. imagine getting Rick Chrissy's shoes or, or mm. number one from Kona mm. like you know that's just cool stuff and then yeah. or imagine getting the Blue 70 Wetsuit. Or an Iron Talk by Jesus. Oh, I'll see John on a DVD, so yeah, you yes. can't go wrong. And then to all the event organisers who just put up your hand, you know, Vian Man, Monster, and that was Paul. Paul. Hillswood. Hills, how does that one? Hillswood. Hillswood. Uh, from Monster Racing, Monster Racing, Vian Man, the Challenge family, um, for coming through with all those races. Um, coast, a look, I mean, Hood to Coast Relay, which Troy's going to talk about in a few minutes. Um, you know, we, and also thanks, John, because just you know, to be honest, I've done nothing. Yeah, but and John you know, shoveling, I had to do my bit. Yeah, I, I escaped but, the city. But um, you know, like so, we'll put a lot of this information on Facebook, and um, we'll also put a lot of it on our own website. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'd be really great as well. And. If you are just looking to do something really small, you want to contribute in a small way, somebody set up Run for Christchurch, or it's run for chch.wordpress.com. It's basically um, on the 12th and 13th of March. What is the date today? It's not as past yet. No, that, uh, <laughs> it's basically you do a 5K run and you just donate some money to Christchurch. So if you go to run for chch.wordpress.com, it's somebody who's just saying, right, everybody get sort of create a bit of community here. Go out on these dates, do a 5K run, donate a little bit of money, feel like you're part of the cause, put on hey, your John. black clothing. Okay, John. John, and you guys need to listen to this. It's pretty important. <laughs> How much do you think we'll raise? I haven't. I actually I started trying to do the sums here, but I, 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 I lost. I want to get over 10 grand. Okay. So uh, I think that's realistic. Mm. Yep. So if we can get 10 grand, that would be... That would be fantastic. So, well, but realistically, yeah. Like, but the thing is, crazy. it's one of those things you, you could spend your money and, you, and you're getting great stuff. Some uh, Amy from Vine Man was telling me that that you know that race entry for their race, I, th- I think it was 250 bucks or something like that. Yeah. Um, she said they gave away one of theirs uh, slots to another charity auction, and somebody paid 2,000 US for it. Wow. So you know, we could get five million. We could get five million. <laughs> well, the challenge races, every challenge race. Yeah, I mean, road, like, you, road, you can't even get into it now. Yeah. 
so again send us out tell your friends about it you know like it's it's just really we just want to say thank you to everybody who supported this as in donated stuff everyone came back put up their hands straight away and also um, thank you to John one other thing with the challenge ones is um, some of them are coming up fairly soon um, so you can cross it over you can, cro- you can cross over on a, case, on a case by case basis um, the ones later in the year probably not but the ones that are just coming up um, okay, it's two really weeks good. from now you can do it next year exactly okay great okay John well let's keep talking about this stuff because we're going to put on our first sponsor of the day athlinks.com and uh, we've always talked about athlinks great place to store your results and social mm-hmm. networking for endurance athletes um, but we've actually got an interview with Troy and he's going to talk a little bit about the race that he's uh, kindly sorted out donating to us and I'm sure once you guys listen to this you're going to be really tempted to want to end for a jeepers creepers mate 42 minutes finishing the news <laughs> it's going to be the longest ever <laughs> I love your work here's Troy from Athlinks righty ho so we're really happy to have on the show today a man who's helping us uh, with our I am talk auctions on eBay. Um, Troy from Athlinks, obviously a good long-term sponsor of the show as well. And um, as we mentioned earlier in the show, we've got a race entry into the Office Max Hood to Coast Relay, which is classified as the mother of all it's relays. The mother of all relays. Now, we obviously, being from New Zealand, don't know a huge amount about it. Um, but Athlinks are one of the gold sponsors of the race, and uh, Troy knows a lot more about it than us. So, welcome along, show Troy. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. So, so we were looking at, we only looked at the first leg and it looked like, you know, pretty much six miles downhill in a steep gradient. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us about the race and, and, and how it sort of works and how many team sure. members you have and, and for all those people that don't know anything about it. Yeah, it, you know, the, the name, the Hood to Coast, you go from Mount Hood, which is just a, a picturesque, gorgeous setting in Oregon. Um, and then you go down to the, um, to the coast of Oregon. So I think the, the first thing you think of is, you know, you kind of curl up in a ball and roll downhill for 200 miles, but it's actually a fairly, you know, undulating course throughout. And this was, um, this is basically the, the relay that launched, you know, things like Ragnar and the, um, all the different relays, um, around the world and certainly around the U S Yep. And so the basic, the, the setup is, is um, you have teams of 12 and um, you, you, everybody piles in a van and, and um, throughout the course you have different distances that each team member is, is um, sort of pre-pegged to run. So somebody might jump out and, and run a 10K and, and you know, there's, there's you know, hill climbs and downhills and so you kind of play to your team's strengths. So you might have some, you know, good climbers, good long distance runners, some some faster, shorter guys, and, and that kind of thing. And so you've always got one one athlete running at all time. And uh, so again, it's a uh, it's 197 miles um, is the course. And you you know you end up at this if you go to the um, to the website hoodtocoast.com, you end up you're on this, right now, yeah just this absolute melee on the beach. I mean it's just a, an absolute you know it's a cocktail party essentially out on the beach. Um, at the end of this. And so the nice thing actually is that they, they run this thing. It starts Friday morning and it ends Saturday. So it makes travel a lot easier, you know, where you're not ending on a Sunday and you have to ditch off to the, to the airport. Um, yeah. So these guys really kind of launched a category about, um, 30 years ago, well, not about 30 years ago. This is the 30th anniversary running. So, and they sell out every year. Um, and so it's, it's usually a pretty tough race to get into. And this year they actually increased it by, I want to say 500 teams and they still sold out. Uh, or they're 15,000 competitors. Yeah. 15,000 
thousand runners on this course. And that includes, there's also a walk course that takes you from, I think it's Portland to coast. Um, so that's like 110 or 120 miles, I think. Uh, but this, uh, the entry that we're talking about that, that, um, that we're donating up for, um, the, uh, the New Zealand relief, the Christchurch release relief is, um, it's the full hood to coast. It's a team of 12, um, and it's, I think it's a $1,350 um, entry fee. It's basically what it comes down to. So, uh, it's, It looks like it's one of those events that you kind of get a bunch of mates together and like you just have this amazing experience together with because it's, you know, like you're all in a van, you're all kind of pushing each other and, you know, in, in beautiful terrain and challenging terrain. Like I, I imagine that's the kind of feedback people they get about the race. Well, you know, I mean, you know, I've been listening to your show for a long time and I've always had these, you know, visions and dreams of the epic camp type of thing. Yep. And unfortunately, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not at the par to go and, and do one of those. But this is a very similar kind of, you know, camaraderie. Exactly what you said, Bev. It's, you know, you and 11 of your best friends pile into a van and you're just, you know, stinking up the joint for 48 hours. But yeah. you're just having an absolute blast. Yeah. And, you know pack lots of baby wipes and, you know, just try to be as clean as you can. But this is just, yeah, this is an absolute situation that you're just never going to forget. You know, you're going to carry memories of this race forever. So it's just, you know, it's, it's kind of a growing category. Again, you've got the Ragnars and things, but the hood to coast really is kind of the, and if you've ever been to Oregon, I mean, it is, I was just up there last week with the race director and I mean, it is just a stunning, stunning course. Yeah, and this uh, Bob Foote, the founder, his first year he went out, and this was again thirty years ago before Google Maps and everything else, and he measured at quarter mile intervals the the pitch, the distance. I mean, this thing is so dialed in, wow. and it's such a good course, and and such such an amazing race director and company to to go out and. Um, to support, um, yeah, just I re- highly recommend. Giving me ideas, I'm giving yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so just one thing on it, do, do like there's 36 legs. Is it that you have to do three legs each, or, or within your team of 12, you can choose whatever you want to do? Yeah, basically, I I, I want to say everybody. Yeah, yeah, I'm not the I'm not the rules guy on this, no. so don't quote me. But I, I believe it's everybody has to do at least two, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I don't know if everybody has to split it, but and I know that certain legs are you know. Again, you know, you've got some uphills, you've got some longers, some shorter, some downhills. So, um, I mean, this is something, um, you know, if you've got, you know, some siblings and maybe a couple of you are great runners, a couple of you aren't so great, um, or, you know, just, again, some buddies that you want to go out with. And, again, you, you don't have to stack it with Olympic-caliber athletes. This is just about going and spending a couple of days with your buddies and, and um, you know, just having a great time. Well, I, I do think it is one of the things that would be good for, for our, you know, our community is that, like, you know, as I'm in, sometimes we are so individual mm. and, you know, our sport is very much about me doing the best of my day. And a race like this is one of those kind of events that you can use as a training within your, you know, your big block or something like that. Or, you know, when you're just getting out and you're actually having just a fun experience with other people. When, when is it? Uh, it is in it's August, you know, uh, August twenty sixth. Yeah, so all those guys yep. that are doing like Placid and Coeur d'Alene and those mid season key races. You know, it's it's a good timing for them. So, yeah, and you know, I mean, this is uh, you know, it's it's a team of twelve, but mm. I mean, you know, theoretically, you could go with fewer and run longer stretches. I know. Mm. I mean, this is one of these races. Um, oh, so you can't do that, can you? 
Yeah, and so uh, what was the race in, in California where Dean Carnassus ran the whole thing all by himself? Right. I mean, this is, you know, so if, you, if you've got a team and you want to stretch these things out, you know, in, in different intervals and different distances and whatnot, yeah. um, and this does, I mean, you know, Nike will have a team there, you'll have an A6, you know, so you've got some really top-notch athletes that are also going to be on the course. So, 10,000 runners um, in a race like this, yeah. this is awesome, isn't it? And so what, what's Athlink's involve, involvement in, um, in the race? Obviously, you're a sponsor, but um, trying to get those 15,000 people on, on Athlink's, I'd imagine. Yeah, you know what? This is, this is um, really kind of outside our norm. We don't normally norm, uh, do this level of a race sponsorship. And frankly, um, you know, they, they needed some help in some very specific ways that, that we do. So on the back end and some data things. Um, and so we're just kind of helping out with some stuff like that. So, and they're just, they're just great, great people. I mean, it was kind of hard to say no, um, reached out to us. So, you know, there's, you know how it is on, on certain races, there's a handful of race directors out there that just, you know, they, they make money, they make successful races because that's the last thing they're concerned about. You know, they're concerned about their athlete and putting on a great race. And, and the other stuff is almost accidental, you know, the profits and everything else. But uh, um, these guys are just amazing people and amazing race directors. And just, a, I mean, it's a very family-oriented company. And, and um, so we were just kind of trying to give back any way we could. Oh. It is interesting with races, like, you know, like 30 years, as much as it's only one race on, you know, they don't have a calendar of races, you know, when you go to a race that's been there for 30 years, they know all the ins and outs. And so you find that they're just so professionally ran and, you know, because they just have been there and done that so many times. Well, you know, the funny thing is I, I went I went to dinner with the race director and, um, you know, ahead of time, I, I mean, I had heard of Hood to Coast, but, you know, obviously I'd never researched it or anything. And a lot of what I was seeing there was, so for instance, I, I, I ran across a, some blog posts that kind of gave the history of it. And the first comment listed was one of the founders of Ragnar Relay, which is kind of the biggest relay series, I would call it here, yeah. who was just gushing about um, Bob Foote, the, the, the founder of Hood to Coast. I mean, here's a, you know, the, the race director and founder of another series that just basically all he was doing was complimenting and thanking wow. uh, this guy for creating this category and doing it well. I mean, it, it, this was a, I think the other races have spawned because of hood to coast success rather than in spite of there, there really isn't a whole lot from what I've heard that you could improve on it. So I'm looking forward to, this will be my first time actually doing it. Um, you know, we've been to Oregon before, but this is uh, yeah, we're, so we're very excited. Nice. And athletics, I mean, uh, any, any developments there that, um, or any news you want to share with, with the listeners? Yeah, sure. We've spent um, we spent pretty much all of last year kind of building out the back end and 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 you know improving speed and speed in terms of getting results in faster. And um, we've we've just had some um, some really big progress in that area. Um, and we're actually doing some timing company integration and stuff. So some of the results that are going to be getting in there are are literally going to be going in day of starting now. Um, and so now we're, you know, that kind of allows us then to grow internationally a little bit more and uh, start to focus outside the U.S. a little bit. But the main things that we're really focusing on right now is going to be, you know, kind of customer service and, and just making sure that, you know, the results are, are um, in there as fast as possible, as clean as possible. We're always going to wait that kind of 10-day period to let results um, become official as we've always done. but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in places where we have the relationships with the race directors, those will, that, that time frame is going to be shrinking quite a bit. 
Oh, as always, you know we love your stuff on Athlinks, and uh, and I love people to keep a record of all their races. So you're doing a great job, and um, and, yeah. and also thanks for supporting us uh, in Christchurch here with this. You know, um, it's it's you know obviously a pretty special thing to be auctioning off, and uh, so you know for those of you listening to the show, if you want to get a few mates together and and kind of get together and do this race, I think oh, it looks awesome. Yeah, man, I'd love to do it. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting ideas. Yeah, like, <laughs> really, yeah, you won't like, soon forget it. Yeah, it'd just be so much fun and, and kind of challenging. And as I was saying earlier, sometimes Ironman just gets stuck in the world of only training and doing racing for Ironman, and it's good to actually get outside and experience other type of racing. So uh, thanks for your support, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for everything you guys do. You were, you were actually – we just got back from Triathlon America here in San Diego, a big industry show, and you guys were, were talked about quite well. So congratulations on that. Your, well, your reach is right. – <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Thanks for your time, Troy. All right, guys. We'll see you. Thanks. Group of the week and uh, good old Ali Dennis, good coach Ali Dennis from Wellington, mm-hmm. and striding on, mm-hmm. gliding on, DVD creator. I was trying to think of the third one. He hasn't got yeah, that, no, right? you need a third one that goes with something on. Yes, nagging Sp- spinning on. on, spinning on. There we go. This is your next product, mate. Uh, Ali Dennis is, is a really great coach, and if you're up in Wellington and you want to do some squim squads and running stuff, he's, he's got great squads oh, there, yeah. isn't he? He's always. always got plenty of people in there yeah so and it's because he knows his stuff so early then I sent through an age group of the week from last weekend and admittedly we have got quite a few backed up from Ironman New Zealand so if you did send some through um, we'll get those through mm-hmm. for the next period of time a few weeks ago we had no one and now we've got lots haven't we say lots we've still got plenty of scope for plenty more Okay, it's plenty of scope for plenty more. Although then what will happen is you'll bring one that was sent through five years ago. That's okay. Okay. Uh, I want to nominate, uh, wait a second, uh, I have an age group of the week for you. His name is Nick. How do you say that one, John? Ruane, I reckon. Ruane, okay. You may remember him from last year. I have attached his bio below from his website. Oh, I haven't actually looked at that. I want to nominate Nick because of a huge barrier he has had to overcome in order to complete his first Ironman this past weekend. Last year, Nick failed to make the cutoff for the swim and was pulled out. Rather than giving up, Nick spent a better part of the last year dedicating to improving his swim. You see, Nick has a physical uh, disability which affects his left arm, but it hasn't just been the physical disability that he has had to overcome. Like many people, Nick has have to, have to, had to overcome his fear of water. But the remaining effects of uh, the previous fear was a lack of confidence in his swimming as, his ability as a swimmer. We incorporated Nick into our swimming squad and he slowly started to think and act like a swimmer. Apart from the obvious development technically, physically and aerobically, Nick learnt that if you dreamt of faster times every day, measure those times and continue to push them that you can improve no matter what your ability, history and age. Many people have supported Nick on his journey and we were all there on the day to see him exit the water finish in 2.11, just two and a half minutes off his recent time trial in the pool. We were all over the moon to witness such an achievement. Nick went on to finish his first Ironman in 14 hours and 28 minutes and 59 seconds. He is an inspiration to all of us. Cut it a bit fine there. I mean, nine minutes is quite a long time, but still... Well, well yeah. Getting, getting sort of... Well, you, you're going nice. into the race. When you're doing a 211... Going into the race, you you still are pretty oh, fearful yeah. that you're not going to get in, you know. And and he's had previous experience of not succeeding, so you know, like when you you know, like we all have fears, and but then when you have an experience where it justifies your fears, it's mm. it's more of a challenge to actually step towards it. And the fact that he had character enough to go, you know what, I'm going to keep working at this mm. and uh, keep on trucking. Very impressive. Yeah. 
Um, and I think the thing with, if, if you do have that fear of the water and fear of getting the crap beaten out of you, and if you're a particularly weak swimmer, um, the best thing you can do is just stand on the start line and just wait for everybody to go. Yep, and then, you can, then you can basically just treat it. You know, if you've done enough training and simulating, you just go, right, I'm just out here for a lake swim. You know, yep. the, the people are all gone. It doesn't matter if, if you know, you just, just ease into your work. But um, very impressive. Yeah, I do. Like, fear of swimming seems to be a big thing, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, people are afraid, of it, which makes sense. If you're not, like, I know for me, I was not much of a water person my whole life. And it wasn't until I did triathlon. Like, I never really loved the beach as a kid because mm. I, I, like, I could, I wasn't going to drown, but I wasn't a swimmer. And then now, because I can swim, oh, I love the beach. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's not, it's fear of the water. I mean, every, no, no, but most people are fine going to the beach because you can stand up. Yeah. Or you can go to a pool, you can stand up. But when you're at, at most Ironmans, you're out in the middle there. Yeah. You can't stand up. You're screwed. Yeah. Oh, you're fine, actually. You just grab, out, grab onto a boat. Well, you are pretty <laughs> safe. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're very good. It's pretty rare when something like that happens. But, you know, Good on your neck because you obviously overcame some pretty big mental blocks, the barriers mm. to come over there, and then go on to finish your first Ironman. So great work! So uh, Nick, Nick, you are our age, age group of the week. Uh, what have I got next, John? Any music? Uh, we're gonna skip website of the week. We're gonna. Oh, oh no, we're no, we're not. We're do no, hot we're topic. Do, we're gonna do hot topic. We'll do it now. Okay, hot topic of the week. Okay, so last week we did. Um, sort of. Geez, if we'd done hot topic of the news, mm. the show would have been an hour. Would have been done. <laughs> the news. I'd be back home for carrying on my bloody clean up. <laughs> Oh, you're still cleaning up? Oh, we haven't even we've started, because oh. we didn't have any power or water. Did you, did you clean up your food before you left? Yes. Oh, that's good. But still, with cold water. You and you ran out of water too, it's a real pain. Oh, we got a swimming pool. Oh, true, the swimming pool was a good idea. Swimming pool was gold. Okay, so we had a discussion the week a few weeks ago, and John's... It was, it was basically around kids, and you know, I've had the experience now of going out to a lot of schools and doing basically triathlon sessions, and... Surprise, somewhat surprised me that kids were so competitive and these are mostly kids who are sort of say 8 to 12 year olds and uh, I was I was stoked I was going these kids are competitive but what the hell happens to them when they get a bit older and they just can't be asked and don't yep. want to do don't want to do anything don't want to be competitive so I was just interested to see what other people had to say okay well Matt Kusek says uh, parents too much too soon basically saying he pushes them too hard can you expand this one out? Because I can't actually. Because it's Facebook. I can't. I don't have that go, power. Go see more. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant for your eyesight. Oh, no, no, sorry. Um, so this one has come from Ella Harris, who, who is, is uh, in the bracket we're looking at. She's. I don't know, oh, we've we, we got young listeners, John. But she's probably eleven-ish. Hello, Ella. How are you? Yeah, she goes to Kashmir, Kashmir Primary. Oh. I was actually up there taking a set. Well, I was actually help, helping somebody set up a session there a couple of weeks. We did a couple of sessions. We actually I'm loving that we've got someone who's 11 who's listened to the show. We did one session on the Monday before the earthquake, and then we're supposed to do another one later in the week. And she probably one. thinks we're pretty cool, John. So she does. I'm sure she does. Um, she says, boring parents. Oh, here we go. I get, I get lots of opportunities and new experiences that make me want to keep coming back for more. Like I did the goat pass on Saturday with my family, which makes me really want to go and do the coast to coast in a team when I get to high school. That's wow. a, the run in the coast to coast league. You have to love what you're doing, and we do heaps of really fun stuff. A lot of my friends are parents that aren't uh, have parents that aren't doing much at all so my friends don't do much either but my brother and I have always got along to races to support or watch it's always um, so exciting and it makes me want to be part of it not all kids are competitive though so you can't make them into something they're not good point the final point was a very good point do you know what Mm. this is a wise young lady Mm -hmm. 
Well, you know, well written. Well written. No, she spells better than I am. Yes. She's, she's, Apostrophes are in there. Yeah, I know. Full stops. Ellie, you're showing me up, mate. Don't do that. Yeah. I give him power saying, uh, too much political correctness. We can't have the little dear ones competing against each other because the ones that don't win to, will develop, uh, because the ones that don't win will develop some sort of depression or anxiety. This is an interesting one um, from Elizabeth Brahma. Um, it's uh, all that it's taking part of that counts crap. It's uh, how about, no, it doesn't, it's, ra- it's a race, it is about winning. And so a couple of people echoed that one, which is interesting. I'm not going to argue that one, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Duncan Charles, Thomas Smith. Now, that is a sensational name. Because <laughs> it's, oh, it's a sensational. Bevan and John, thoughts are with you guys again. Thank you very much for your thoughts. And again, everyone for emails. Hope you loved your ones. Okay. You should have free read oh, this one. just saying. <laughs> you didn't even comment on I the I just post. wanted to say his name. It's a Go gold on. name. Um, somebody said it must have been about political correctness somewhere up there because Jeff Earl said totally disagree that it's about political correctness look at swimming clubs by the time children are 15 there is only a fraction of the numbers still swimming compared to 11 year olds if you focus too much on the winner yep Oh, more. See more. Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, there is a more. risk of others dropping by the wayside and losing youngsters from the sport. In reality, the real competition is always about the individual. In triathlon, we all realise that the real opponent is your inner self. That's why the last in gets as big a cheer as the first. Now, okay, we uh, do a couple more. I'll go with um, Andy Murtha. Two things I feel drive out the competitiveness of our kids. One is the parents will push their kids too far past what they feel is the appropriate threshold and the kids will get burnt out. Two, in sports where the focus ends up being in the top three or fewer individual sports athletes for your team, school, etc. Some kids will get discouraged and will drop out. I'm actually going to do the bottom two here and we need to see more for both of them, um, Tony's and Jeremy's because Tony is actually in a position to comment as well because he does a lot of school-based stuff in Auckland and more in that age group where they drop off, sort of in yep. the high school age group. Uh, it's taken me a while to try and understand why talented kids don't want to train hard and have a great chance of winning major events. I've noted a few scenarios, puberty and girls, maintaining training when the body is undergoing radical change and performance drops significantly for a couple of years is quite depressing. And I'm find this drop just too hard. Early developers can get good results on not much training, and yeah. when the late developers catch up, they have to decide whether they're going to do the training to continue or to perform, and they often decide it's not worth it. Often, the late developers have to learn a strong work ethic and how to train early on and try to keep keep up. Um, they are the ones that kick on. The parental parent issue is one is often counterproductive, and a lot of outside pressure makes the environment not much fun for kids. And it is easier for you to do a half-hearted effort and fail with an excuse that you didn't try that hard yeah. than to try your best and fail um, as it shows you're not as good as everyone has been telling you. Of course, as mentioned, the main issue is boys find beer and girls find boys. And then finally, um, Jeremy Waite. Um, Hi guys, the priority for this has probably slipped quite a lot about the earthquake. Um, any Anyone really interested in this topic, um, of this type of thing, should re- recommend reading a book called Bounce by Matthew Sneed. I think I've read it. I've, I've read that. It's good. Um, which is all about the myth of talent and how the leaders in sport and arts have to work hard um, uh, to rise to the top, um, as, as opposed to natural talent getting you through. One area that relates to this discussion, though, and Bevan is a real classic example, the, the argument goes that kids who are told they are talented or gifted at something 
uh, are the ones, the first ones to give up as they can't face the idea of not being praised for being excellent. Bevan, I hope I'm not being. Oh being no, no, mean. that's totally I'm not mean. sure. Um, those are the most successful are the ones who have to work for success and have the positive have that positively reinforced to them. Um, I, I totally agree with that because for me, when I was a kid, I was talented, but the fear of losing made me stop. But then when I became an adult, I realised that actually it's more just about character development. And mm. so, you know, and that may lead to some wins and it may lead to some losses. But at the end of the day, you know, like it's, it's really how can I find the best version of myself in sport can help me discover that. And so I wanted to bring up that one because that book, Bounce, is really good about um, talking through a number of these issues and developing the love of things, the love of either being outside and training or whether it's an archer involved and they've got a good example of a chess of chess there how the, the father really taught his daughters to actually love chess and love yep. just the, the shape of the chess before they even allowed, this, allowed them to start playing the shape of the chess pieces and, and, and you hear it a lot in sport you know someone like Cam Brown says um, you know I remember coming down and watching Ironman with my mum and dad yeah, and yes. seeing the guys win and that's what inspired him to go on Hamish Carter you know one of the first things he says is um, he remembered seeing John Walker winning an Olympic gold medal and he said that's what I want to do yep. so I think you need that inspiration and that love of doing things well, I, I, even Melina I said Melina Melina talks about his father and the best thing his father ever did was take him to the Olympic Games mm. and he knew when he went to the Olympic Games he goes that's what I want to do with my life mm. you know and, and so those inspirational things definitely um, your thoughts I, well I think that uh, I've already given a few of them but I think um, one of the things that, that really worked for me and what I find works for a lot of the kids is that Comparing themselves themselves, so setting them up um, with time trials and, yep. and, 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 and sports like swimming and, and athletics, that's easy to do. It just happens but, um, naturally. There's obviously a first, second, third, but always, you've always got that time, and that seemed to get reinforced a lot when I was a swimmer as a kid. Um, and I wasn't. I was a middle of the pack. I was, you know, I was, yeah. I was good, but, but I was. Um, I wasn't winning races. I was making finals and stuff, and it, and it always um, appealed to me to. To keep working on those times, but for sure I still wanted to win, and I, mm. and I loved winning, and that was very motivating. But it wasn't um, the be all and, and end all. Uh, the other thing that I've found works really well for kids is doing things like handicap races um, and and relays, and that seems to bring out that competitive edge. And for those ones that just that aren't as fast, they actually get that thrill of sometimes winning. Yeah, um, find that works really well. Um, and I think yeah, some of these points in here as well. It's just some kids grow up; they're not, they're not, they may not necessarily be into sport. But the parents, I think, will, will shape a lot of that. With you know, if your parents don't do any sport, have no interest in sport, even if that kid's competitive at a young age with his friends at school, chances are, are they? There's, there's a lot less probability of them going on to doing things. But having said that, my parents are not into sport. Oh, that, no, that my mum didn't make us go swimming, so I suppose that's probably where it, where it stemmed from. Um. um one thing I think as a society what we have to think about is if anything is how do we teach kids that sport is a great opportunity to, to develop character and I, I know for young kids they're not going to kind of get that but although if you listen to Ali you know she, she seems to understand that there's you know for her there's a lot of growth in character through that and and it seems to be up to a certain point of time it was about winning and then political correctness came in and it was about participating and then everyone went adverse to that and it's like because you know like I can kind of understand the participation thing as well because if you are the kid at the back and you're mm. losing all the time well that's not making you feel good about yourself and and so is that going to make them want to do sport or well, no so I think it's like how can we teach how, how is it, can we shift as a society where we can recognise that sport is just a real great thing that offers so many great things to your life? Like we can talk about the health benefits and that, but you know, 
for us, it's a big part of our social life. Mm-hmm. There's so much social that comes with it, and you're having shared experience with your friends. Um, but also, it's, it's a real chance for you to learn skills and growth. And work ethic as well. Yeah, work ethic and all those kind of things, that which is a really good part of sport. And so it, it's almost like, how can we create an environment where it's actually more about you recognising that this is a way for you to discover growth for yourself. Now, that's maybe a harder thing for a kid to, to kind of get, but if to me, if we can move more towards that direction, that would be, you know, then we're teaching kids life skills that they can go on forever with. Mm-hmm. So, so I, think, um, I think the area you've got to be careful of is, yes, there's a political correctness area where it's totally about participation, it's yeah. not about winners, and then the other end of the spectrum is it's winning at all costs. Yeah. And I think you've got to be somewhere in the middle because I think focusing on just the winning is you're not going to win every time. There's, no. only, there's only one world champion out there. And let's moment. be honest, some of my greatest days, I didn't win. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like my last Monaco race, I was so proud of that day, and mm. I'm a fourth. You know, and it's better because I made great decisions on that day. And like sometimes there's going to be better people out there, and I think it's a much healthier attitude to think, how can I be better? Then. Yeah, but you, at the same time... But, but winning's good, and don't Winning is good, yeah. and you've got to just... Yeah. Just got to, got to go somewhere in the middle there and then make sure that the. the, the oh, oh, John! No, but I'm on. You're, I'm you're, on. Mute, you're on mute. I'm <laughs> ringing. Turn it off. Uh, Silence. This is why he doesn't somebody answer from, it. Somebody from Wellington. <laughs> okay. Um, this this week's discussion. Jesus. Have you looked at it or no? Have I got. Have I got am I, I'm in family or triathlon community. I'm not sure. So, what so what I'm getting at here is um, this week. In Taupo, they've been awesome, and yep. and you know they've really looked after everybody. You go to any Iron Iron Man race, any WTC Iron Man race, and it's all about the Iron Man family. Yeah, and that got me thinking: um, is it really the Iron Man family, or is it more just the triathlon community? Do you get the same feeling if you go to a, a challenge race, which they also call the Challenge Family? So is it? Is it do, do w- so, so, so do, do the brands really represent the community, yeah. or is it more just that triathletes are good people? But you know, when you go along to an Ironman race, you do you do feel like you are part of the family. I'm not saying it's that they're just making up, making that up. No. you do feel there's a real togetherness and a camaraderie. And is it because we all know we're doing something that's like like I, when I do public speaking, sometimes I talk about Kona, and I talk about how on that morning before the race, and there's quiet music, and mm-hmm. you know it's all eerie, and you're sitting up your gear, but there's a look you have with other people, and there's that kind of knowing. You know, is, is that because of well, and it's and it, it is unique to long distance stuff. You don't get that same thing at ITU level and and so you go to the age group ITU worlds it's you sort of had the country country sort of family thing going yep. on but you don't have that we're all sort of almost we're all on this together type thing okay. and is that sort of unique to WTC and have they created that or is that just sort of been it's just basically because of the distance you're sort of doing but so but do you think that's more unique to the yeah okay so I guess okay yeah I get what you're is it is, yeah Basically, is it a WTC thing or is it just something that sort of evolved because of the what the sport is is it? Am, I, am I explaining that? Okay? Yeah, no, I think what you are. But I think the thing is, is that it, it's not necessarily WTC. It's, it's it's an iron distance thing. Mm. You know what I mean? I think once you go over a certain level and mm. distance, if you understand me, make, <laughs> if you understand me, make a comment. I get, I get what you mean. I get, I get you. You're, you're, honestly, you're a great communicator. Uh, <laughs> Linda tells me that all the time. <laughs> Are we going to questions and answers? Uh, we've got to do a website of the week because I said we would, and we may go into it in more detail. Well, let's do Coffees of Hawaii first. Oh, yeah, Coffees of Hawaii. Tell me about it, John. Right, Coffees of Hawaii. If, right. you, want, if you want to get yourself some, I'm pulling up the website. You, you get uh, get onto one of our auctions, one of our IM Talk auctions. You get a little prize pack there. But I think one of the things we probably want to emphasise is obviously 
Coffees of Hawaii, US-based company, um, based out of Hawaii. Sometimes shipping can be expensive, yep. um, not just from Coffees of Hawaii, but from, like from Amazon, you get something there. You get um, it's expensive to ship books with Amazon. Yeah, that's only really that expensive. About, yeah, um, so that's audio books, mate. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, but if you're into your coffee. And you want to get some coffees of Hawaii coffee because you want to support a company that supports us and also has and, support, and also an awesome product. For international customers, you spend more than fifty dollars. Shipping is free, so use the code I am talk free at checkout, and you're away laughing. And you know where you can spend that fifty dollars, John? Oh, I do, Bevan. <laughs> Cappuccino white chocolate covered beans. Oh, they look good. I don't know. They do the white ones. No, neither actually. You'd have to get like ten packets of them. Yes. It's only six dollars. That's for good, six good presents. Yeah, man, that is good presents, isn't it? A little, just little, little thank you presents. Because I've had, I've had, I've had dark chocolate with the coffee beans in them, but not mm. white chocolate. I imagine that the merging, the fusion of flavors. Five of each. Five of each. There you go. Do you know what I wish they did, John? Because I like white and normal chocolate. Half and half. Yeah, why didn't they do that? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like such a simple thing because <laughs> I've done the top deck where they do half black and half white on top right. but it merges the flavours I like just one white one you know because I, just, like, I like a little bit of chocolate in my life so I buy a chunk size bar I allow a chunk size bar a day crikey That's an I, I wasn't wondering what that spare tyre was doing yeah, down there I'm being back on my bike mate I'm looking <laughs> lean and mean and so well, you know and but like sometimes I you know, mix it up a little bit Crazy. Next thing you want a little Iron Man stamp on every every chocolate. Do you know with M and M's you can actually get them printed? Oh really? Yeah, if you can only do it in America, I tried to do it with Joe for like a Valentine's Day present, you couldn't get it done. But what did you get her instead? Nothing, was it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <Don't go there>. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen. Because <laughs> no, I know. Don't go there, John. Okay. Dark bean chocolates as well, but you can also get your a what? Bodum French press. A Bodum French press. And uh, so for those, you know what? I was around at my parents the other night. French press sounds like something wrong. Because I got my bag of coffee a while ago. Yeah. French press sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? They got a thermal snack bag. Currently sold out, Ben. Uh, okay. So I was around at my parents the other night, and, and I forgot that I got dad coffee in a while from Coffee's Boy. Mm. Uh, and I saw it in the cupboard. I go, oh, dad, you like coffee? I goes, I love that stuff. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I should get you some more. He goes, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I might have to give him some more. His birthday's coming up soon. So, Coffee's of Hawaii. We love them. You love them. Just get on them. Get your free shipping right now. It's a no-brainer. Right. Web, uh, Website. Oh, do you want to do music? Put some music in. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we're so, we're so sharp. Here we go. Side of the week. Now, good old Thurston, Thorsten. And I've got his first last name up here too. Wait a second, let me pull it up. Red, red, I think it is. Yep, look at that. Good memory, mate. There you go. Nice. Uh, this guy's a geek. Oh, there you go, Thurston. I don't think you're no, a geek. But, I think, I think but you're, to me, a geek's a compliment. I think you're a, you're contributing to the triathlon community no, immensely here. No, I mean, it's a good thing. Like, good. as in, like, like, someone called me the geek over the weekend. I was kind of proud of it. Because nice. I was like, yeah, man. So, Thurston, he sent this through this website a little while ago that he's been developing. And I haven't put it up because he, he was still adding lots of data to it. And that's my excuse anyway. Um, <laughs> but it's basically a blog page. But Thurston has come up with a rating for long course triathlons and what it sort of actually I'm not going to try to explain it if you go to um, uh, what is how, does it, how does it work so it's called TTR no actually go to what is Thorsten's TTR it's called Thorsten's T what's T, the website it's TR it's, it's um, tri- tri- rating. Dot dot de. and we'll put a link to that on www.imtalk.me 
I try to summarize it in, yep. in my words. It basically equalizes different courses around the world, so you have a fair time that represents you. Oh, so great. if you if you go and do you know if I go and do challenge rote, um, did eight fifty one there. Yep. If I go and do, I'm in New Zealand. Or you know, say I go go and do. I don't know, um, Lanz- Lanzarote. Okay. A comparable time might be, say, a 9, I don't know, 9.20, something like okay. that. So those two times aren't the same. No, they're not, actually. So Thorson's come up with a way to try to even things out, and so it comes up with sort of the best athletes. So you can compare somebody who wins Lanzarote with somebody who wins Ironman Placid, Placid or something like that. Okay, because so one of the problems which, which about races is because different fields, different locations equal different races. Mm-hmm. So when we get the fields together, it's like, well, who's going to win? Because he did it an 8.30 in, in Rote, but he did a, a nine-hour in Lanzagrotti. Who's going to win? So what is Thorson's TRR, TTR, which is Thorson's Triathlon Rating? The goal of Thorson's Triathlon Rating are as follows. One, rate the performance of triathletes expressed as expected course um, independent finishing time. Great. Two, rate the difficulty of a course, and he's compared different years, but on the same course. Number three, rate the difficulty of a course. Oh, no, the race, you should have said the second time. Uh, Rate the difficulty of a course, i.e. comparing a a hilly course with a flat course. He's he's implemented the first version and should be fulfilling these goals. So, interestingly, what he did to Ironman New Zealand, which you want to kind of look at, actually, if you scroll down, probably should. So, say for Cameron Brown... um, he would expect Cameron to finish Ironman New Zealand in 8.29. Now, this is based not just off his Ironman New Zealand results, but off his, his other results yep, as well. And he came in at 8.31. And he came in at 8.31. He'd predict Terenzo Bazzoni to come in at 8.34. So you'd look at that and say Bazzoni probably didn't have the greatest day? Yes. Okay. Um, and the weather, Matthias the, Heck. But the weather conditions probably yep. padded that one out. Um, Matthias Heck did expect 8.39, 8.45. Keegan Williams, 8.47. The, the, big, the big mover was Scott Curry. So he predicted an 8.32. A 9.32. A 9.32, sorry. And he came in at 8.50. Very nice. So he had a pretty blinder. So that's going to help his rating. So from here on in, his rating will be a bit better. Um, so it's just kind of... I haven't looked into it in detail. We may get Thorson on the show. Um, and just to explain it a bit more. So here's how he predicted it. So this is before the race. Mm-hmm. He predicted Ken Brown, Terenzo... Matthias, okay. Keegan, Pete Verbu, sick. We got the top four, right? And there was yeah. a couple of people, I think, in between Pete Verbu. And then it kind of went a bit wayward after that, but he did pretty well. And then he went carefree, Joan. Joan Lorne, Sarah Pollitt, who didn't, didn't he race. Didn't, he didn't have, because um, she hadn't done any races. She, she's only done one, and I don't think she was did particularly well. Problem here is then, obviously, people don't race. Sarah Pollitt, I didn't see her name in the results. Desiree Flicker predicted a 10.51. She didn't, didn't race. Yep. Um, so it's it's an interesting little thing you got you guys out there can. I'm not sure of the mess behind it, but oh, I think it's pretty full on. That's what I'm saying. So he's a good geek. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, but if you, if you are leading into a race, go to his homepage as well because he's and then he basically ranks the athletes um, and he's got a world ranking. So if you scroll down, um, you're gonna scroll a fair way. Keep keep scrolling. Looking New Zealand looking. He needs he needs an archive page. Yeah. No, keep scrolling. Pro. Uh, no, keep scrolling. So hold on, that might be it there. Yeah, so this is the current rankings he's got for his new top 10. Chris McCormick, 8.20.57. 
Craig Alexander, 8.20.58. You know what I like One about this? One second difference. But you know what I like about this? What? Is that it's actually based on results and based on different fields and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like you, you get those other ones who are trying to do triathlon rankings mm. based on how they placed in races and stuff. Yeah. But the races, you know, what the field stack or the field's not that good. And whereas this is actually going, mm. okay, evening it out. So so if anything, because one of the problems with our sport, it's really hard to do a top 10, isn't it? But if anything, you look at this and you probably think it's pretty fair, don't you? Well, you do, because you know, on those islands you might have someone like Bella Bayless, great yeah. athlete, not arguing that, but she's not a world champion, but yeah. she'd be winning the rankings because she's got the most points. Yep. So I think that it looks good. Um, you know, if you say Chris McCormick, top, Craig Alexander, second, Ray Lert, third, Nico Lanos, fourth, Faris Lozalton, fifth, Dirk Bockel, sixth, Timo Brank, seventh, Marino, eighth, Rasmus Hanning, ninth, Andy Potts, tenth. And it's based on results, isn't it? Mm. So, because so, you might look and think, well, Ferris, he probably hasn't been that sharp so much lately, but well, obviously he's doing the results. And Rasmus Henning, you'd say, well, he, he had, um, I, I guess what's hurt him is he had a, didn't have a fast Kona. Yeah. So if he'd had a fast Kona, then that would have helped him. Look, I think he has got in here somehow, um, if you have a complete blowout, yep. if you go, I think if you, you go like, over yes. an hour outside of your normal sort of time, then it doesn't get counted. But the problem with Rasmus is he probably just kept going in Kona and probably finished yeah. way down the field. But a lot slower than what he would normally would. Yeah. Girl side, we've got Chrissy at number one, Caffrey at second, Ron third, Kelly Jones. It's interesting she pulled up. Although it goes back to 2008. Mm. So maybe he needs to kind of update the times. Caroline Stephan. Uh, Virginia Brissetegui. Sam McGlone's still up there. So I don't know how again, I don't know how far back it goes. Yeah. Um, so, it's obviously a bit of a work in progress, but it's, it's, if anything, it's probably the most... And I wasn't happy with how he, he did a time for me, and I wasn't happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> he's got an aging factor. He's got all different things in there. Um, he came up with mine. that Mine was too close to yours. I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I told him to go back and look at it again. Let's go do an Ironman tomorrow, see who wins. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thorson... Love your work. and so, uh, so the website is tryrating.smartersoftware.de and uh, I'll put a link to that on www.imtalk.me. Nice. Now, just for the record, the people who don't like the longer shows, we've got lots of emails from people saying they like the longer shows this yes. week because I think we make it a little bit longer. So. Bit, Questions bit. and answers. Yeah, oh, no, do you want to sponsor first? Okay, so Extreme Endurance. We're going to get Sandy on the show probably next week or the week after to talk through about the ins and outs of the product um, a bit more. But obviously it's a lactic bus- buffer can help improve well, performance. Well, I, think, I think one thing that we all worry about when we do internet companies is, mm-hmm. is you know, you're giving your credit card, is this going to, going to be a credible company who's going to deliver? And good old Adam, the ginger duckum. We didn't give him that one, did we? I don't know, but we'll go with it. Yeah. Um, he's just got a message. He goes, um, the customer service, oh, extreme endurance, the customer service from these guys is the best ever. I had a problem ordering through the website, so I called them up. We couldn't sort this out on, so the lines are... Oh, Online. Online, so the anyway. Venlo branch uh, sent me two bottles of the magic beans without taking the payment first. I then got a batch sent to two bottles of the oh, sorry, same line. I then transferred the wedge once I'd received the goods. What kind of service is not uh, that kind of service is not just around anymore? An extreme endurance team took a chance and overcame the problems I was having in good old fashioned customer service. Big up ups to them, nice. Love the show. And Listen while I'm on the turbo training for Ironman Frankfurt with the lime green machine from Team Tri Sports trying to beat my PB of 1026. Done. On. Well, now, now you've got extreme endurance. It's a, it's a no, it's a no brainer, John. It's gonna be easy peasy, lemon easy, squeezy. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. So, you know, it's just nice to know that when you're dealing with a company, that they're about the customer as well, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, because 
you know, some internet companies, although I have to say, internet, I've been pretty, I haven't really had any problems. Not really, but you know, it's, it's nice that they've, you know, they pick up, sometimes you just, sometimes you do just have to pick up the phone, and um, they're there, and they've done it, they're delivered, there you go. Now he's going to be smoking Iron Man Frankfurt. So if you are looking for that little bit of an edge in your racing, uh, Extreme Endurance is a lactic threshold buffer that helps you recover well from training. And if you've got any, qu- got any questions you want us to ask Sandy, flick him through. Um, as I said, he's going to be on shortly. If you want to get uh, your Extreme Endurance, use the code IMTALK, your 20% discount. And if you're outside of the EU or the Greater America region, then you can just... Um, Email them and you can sort them out. A they can sort out a deal for you. Good times, good old questions and answers. They got on Nemo Branch. Do your homework, team. Do your homework. Remember rule number one, John. What's rule number one? Do your piece. Do your homework. Yes, read the rules. This is an interesting one. I was and he was saying at many North American races, the rules prohibit age groupers from putting their bike shoes on their bikes in the transition area, and instead require both bike shoes and helmets to be. On in the athlete's bike gear bag. So this relates back to a little coaching corner sort of thing. Last week, a couple of weeks ago, it was last week or the week before? Yeah, one of them. Oh, maybe yeah. Whatever. Okay, it maybe, was. Yeah. But I was I was never aware of this rule. So thank you very much, Nemo, for bringing it up. So as just reinforcing that at some races you have to have your bike shoes in your transition bag. So you got to put them on, run out to your bike and your bike shoes, and get on. So you can't do the flying leap of faith. So just be um, be aware of that one. This other one from Charles. Has he given me a hard time? No, no, Charles All Black Nickel. Good Mulwack man, he donated to the uh, the show yesterday. Oh, so we're still taking it. donations to get us to Kona because yeah, Beaverdust Beaverdust doesn't have a job, so we've got to pay for somehow. Um, he was saying to me, when we were doing our top 10 women of all time, I had yep. Emma Carney in there, which I think was a very valid um, thing. And then I said she kind of just disappeared and, and dropped and off And here's why. And she said Emma Carney absolutely dominated everyone in the ITU and then disappeared, as John noted, because she was diagnosed with the same <laughs> life-threatening ventricular... Tachyardia, um, heart problem, as per Greg Welsh. And Greg Welsh can't even wrestle with his kids without um, his heart going into spasm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? He just about carted it on the course one year. Really? McCartney is not quite as sensitive, but she, if she, but is still resulted in her being unable to um, annihilate herself like she used to. Hence, she disappeared from this triathlon. Uh, and, uh, <coughs> okay, well, that's pretty sad. Rod Heath is giving you a hard time, John. Get your peas, do your peas. No, John, because again, again I'm happy g- to get this email. WTC, you give him a hard time. All about American athletes. What about the international? You the same bloody. No, I just listen to you because you're you're John Wikipedia. Remember, <laughs> and each year, 200 age groups and five physically challenged athletes from around the globe are selected by the Ironman Lottery Program to compete in the annual Ford Ironman Triathlon World Championships. One of the most in demand athletic events in the world qualifying becomes more difficult each year and the lottery provides provides another means to enter starting 2011 slots will be divided between US and international athletes rather than all 200 names being drawn from the one pool so let's just reiterate that starting from 2011 so good thumbs up for WTC I did not do my P's happy to say I'm wrong prior to 2011 it was a ridiculous rule where there was I think 150 slots for Americans and in 50 for the rest of the world. Now they've seen sense by the look of it, which is great. Thumbs up yep. for them. 200 names drawn worldwide. 
fair and equitable. I like it. You've had a good week, WTC. You've had a good week, eh? Yeah. You've had a good week, WTC. <laughs> I think every week we should do that. John's WTC rating. Yeah. You know, this, this week's a good week. Thorsten, come up with a scale for me for me to give them. <laughs> okay. Although I thought Challenge had a pretty great week as well. They did. Yep. And all the other Pete Rates event organisers. Um, just a couple of quick things. Uh, I'll put a link on um, our website to The Rock being sold. It's sold. It went for 60 grand, I think. Really? Yeah, and someone's going to pay the money. Well, no, I think um, one of the ski fit from what I thought I heard on the radio. You can click on it and see where it went. Um, what's what's happening? Why is it not working? Oh, it's weird. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, Mount Hutt Ski Field bought it, and they're going to ship it up to Mount Hutt and have it at Mount Hutt. Oh, really? Which is a which is our ski field, which is about. So, for those that don't know what we're talking about, uh, pretty much this big rock went right through someone's house and fell yeah, in the hallway. And we're not talking about a rock. We're talking like a. A rock the size of a truck. Yeah, and uh, and so they sold it on Trade Me, yeah. which is like our version of eBay. And uh, yeah, it was a very funny story. And it's only like five kilometres down the road from Bevan and I. Yeah, and that rock. The rock place. just so they kept them rolling. Just lastly, the Rats Triathlon Club, the Rotorua Rats, mm-hmm. they had an auction themselves for stuff nice. for Christchurch. I just want to give them some love. Uh, I'm not sure if it's finished yet. It probably has because I got this email a while ago. But they put some stuff on Trade Me to help for Christchurch so just go the Rats we love you guys the Rats are awesome can you copy and paste it I do want to see what it went for it's coming up it's coming up it's coming up by the time, we've, by the time we talk for another 10 minutes okay. it will probably be up Jeez, we're doing a show later today it's quarter past 11 luckily I went for my bike ride early I haven't done mine yet oh mate you got to go home you've got to go, to go, go for a bike ride and she goes, she'll give you the look mm. she'll go what no, do you mean it's already, bike been ride? it's already been discussed are you allowed to yeah how long are you allowed well, I'll probably do an hour in the one trainer okay mm. Do you want to ride tomorrow? In the garage with a big cracks in <laughs> Have you got cracks? Oh, big time. Oh, really? Yeah. Here we go, $50,000. There you go. I'll put, a, I'll put the photo on our website. Mm. There you go, I'll put that photo on the website so you guys can see it. And it's got the path it took. So <laughs> oh, right. I didn't. Oh, so there you go. So the, oh, that's just destroyed. Look at that. Straight through the roof. Because this is on the, oh, they've even identified where on the hill it was. Oh, <laughs> that's quite right. <laughs> and it's being silly with it. Um, so, yeah. $50,000. Wow. That's good. Good on the whoever. Scroll down. I think it was NZ Ski. No, lots of questions. Lots of questions. Oh, I don't know where. Anyway, it's gone. $50,000. NZ Ski. NZ Ski. I was right. $50,000. They, they decided to up the ante a little bit what from the, $10,000 to $50,000. It was going to... It was going to so the it's a charity. Charity. Nice. Okay, John. Uh, what's your goss? Boys weekend coming up. Oh, because you're meant to... Because I listened to the end of the last show and you meant mm. to go camping. And yes. you're meant to do the kids camping thing. No, kids camping thing did not happen. Thomas so, is back at preschool tomorrow. So you get um, to put your tent up. Hmm, he was asking about camping yesterday. I don't know when we're Oh, what's well, boys weekend? Is it not boys Thomas? weekend? I'm going to Wellington. Oh, you mean boys with the boys? Yeah, me. Yo yo. No, me and Thomas. Oh, boys. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I'll be doing a bit of that. So go up to Wellington. It's the Oceania champs. Um, got a few of my boys racing for selection under twenty three team. Oh, anyone's going to get there? Hopefully. Yeah, no well, there's, there's only there's there's one spot basically. There's oh, three really? of them going for it. Yeah, because we did so crap at Worlds last year. So um, there was two spots, but basically our selection criteria guarantees a guy called Ryan Sissons, who finished in the podium last year at Worlds, basically means he's guaranteed one of the two spots. Because he got the two spots, so he gets one of them. Yeah, uh, and then the other what, spot. What if he's lost lost the motivation and he can't be bothered? Um, well, then he wouldn't go, but if he, he gets it regardless, that's the criteria. Okay. Uh, he, he may have to do a race just to prove fitness, I'm not sure, but yep. he's basically got it. Uh, and then so there's one spot, and I've got three guys that could potentially get it, so it's going to be interesting. What about the rest of the country? Yeah, there'll be one or two others, but my three guys are... I've got one guy who's sort of the incumbent, oh. um, and 
The other two... Where's our Shandlers? Wellington. Oh, so he's going to be up to to do the race. No, the race. No, this is the Oceania Champs. It's New Zealand slash Oceania Champs. Oh, what's the slot for? For the Worlds? Worlds, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So we'll see. Um, John. Um, other than that, we got home from holiday yesterday, and now we have to clean the house. Really? It's cracks for Africa. We keep finding things everywhere. Oh, really? Yeah, so... Uh, so put a number on it. What do you reckon? For To do the house... The damage you've had. Uh, I'd say probably 25 grand, I'd say. Maybe oh, more. I'll double it. Yeah, double it, caught 50. Well, no, because it is surprising when they come around. Mm. Well, no, well, they, they did come around. They said it before the earthquake. It was about 10. Yeah, well, look at your roof. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> but I don't think we've got to replace the whole roof. Um, now they said somebody told me we've got to, they can fix it. I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> um, but every room has got cracks in it. Um, every single room, except the toilet. Oh, really? So the whole inside has, will have to be re... What about in regards to... what I? The question I have is... Are you going to? What else are you going to do in Wellington for the boys? Oh, last last time we went and had uh, went out to the pub. We went you to had Hell, that bad Hell, weather last time, didn't you? Oh, yeah, went to Hell's Pizza, um, and that, which was also you took Thomas to the pub. Took Thomas to the pub, Gosh, which, got him on and the then tips. we then on. So, so the race is on Saturday. It's a Friday night. We sit up and we watch a game of Super Fifteen rugby. Nice. And I don't know if anybody's got any suggestions. Send me through on Facebook. Things. Oh, Andrew Kurz, in, in, in the city centre. We're staying at the Ibis. Mountain Snow is in Wellington. Mountain Snow. Yeah, but yeah. there's any things in walking distance that we can go and do. Um, other the than bungee rocket. Probably too young for the bungee rocket. Going for that. Do you know um, the no. funny? So the bungee rocket. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's like a ball. It's like a slingshot, really. It flies you into the air. <laughs> but the bungee rocket in Wellington is outside these psychology buildings. Right. So people are screaming. Oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's right next to the gym. Um, um, and if anybody wants to come and say hello, I'll probably be watching the race by the Freiburg Pool. There's a kids' play area by the by the pool, which is on the run course. I'll probably be there on during the run. Come back Saturday. Come back Saturday. Nice. Clean up Sunday. Got to go help parents clean up Sunday, I think. Have they not cleaned up yet? They've been away as well. Oh. The house is a mess. Oh. That's my life, Bevan. Is the house going to be okay? Mm, yeah, I think it should be okay. Because in their area, it's a bit of a lean. It's, it's on Monk's Square. Their house has came off a lot better than most people. Oh, that's my parents are like that too. Mm. Uh, myself, um... You may have to dedicate every day to IM Talk because, you know, you, you know, just be able to... Have you done all the archiving yet? <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. Come on. <laughs> You've got, you got a couple of, a couple of months to do that. It's really fascinating, I have to admit, because, you know, like a big chunk of my week has just disappeared because, and, and to be honest, like my job will change because mm. there's talk that one of our gyms may not even open again. So, yeah. um, I don't, that's, well, no, that's just, that's one of the options. And yeah. to be honest, it's probably the last option, but there is a chance that may happen. So, you know, this is a shift in my life and it's kind of like, I suppose I'm, it's one of those times in life where I'm glad I'm an optimist mm-hmm. because, if I wasn't, if you're a pessimist right now, it just suck, man. Mm, yeah. And uh, but it's kind of like if anything, it's just giving me time. Like I'm, I've, I've signed up to do the advertisement. Have you signed up? No. Oh, I've got, I've got a few changing ideas in terms of what I might do this year. Uh, why? What are you thinking? Um, well, it depends if swimming pools open. That's the that's the other thing that may that may inhibit my. Were you going to do nine No, not nine man. But you know, worlds worlds in in in, uh, in Auckland. Are what a about more Aqua Gym? Is it open? Don't know. What do you mean back? I've been back 12 hours, Ben. Yeah, I'm sorry to have mate. Because I, I was actually thinking about doing a try. So, I, I, I don't know. Come and do Worlds with me. I'll probably, would, I, would I qualify? Yeah, you piss in. Where are they? Seriously. Um, in Auckland, 2012. Oh, okay, I'll do Worlds. Yeah. Seriously, you'll, you'll, you'll smoke in. Will I? Yeah. Yeah. If, oh, if you, if you, if you serious, but, no. I'll get smashed at the Worlds, mate, wouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get that smashed. But you wouldn't be at the front. But you wouldn't, would they not the be at the so, back. So soon after the last ones. Um, they've got to spread it around. 
Yeah. And it's good for New Zealand. When in Auckland are they? I can make they'll, my company. They'll, they'll be like, uh, I think it's like September. Oh, it's like a year and a half. Okay, maybe all. You've got to qualify during summer, though, you see. Yeah, but you reckon I'll piss in? It would, would not be ridiculously difficult. Oh. If you were Who would I have to compete with? Because everyone will come back out of the woodworks now. Yeah, there'll still be 15. Chloe will 15, be back. Yeah, there'll still be a, there'll be a good 15 spots, if not 20. Okay, okay, well, maybe I'll do it. We'd be in the same age group, too, wouldn't we? Uh, oh, I might be going up. What do I turn? 1935 this year. No, no, I'll be younger. Oh. Way but then in the actual race, you will be. Yeah, it would be. You'll be aging up. Aging up. Anyway, other than that, I'm just trying to sort out my life. Yes. Sort out my life. Sorry I interrupted your, your channel. No, that's course, okay. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not, no, I'm okay. No, sorting out my life, trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my time. <laughs> um, but I'm not too stressed. I'm kind of excited about it, to be yes. honest. So. House market might not be, might not be. Well, that's the only problem. Because Joe was really keen to live together, and well, I'm really keen to live with Joe too, actually. Yeah. And uh, but it's, I think it'd be quite easy to sell. But it'd be quite hard to buy. Well, sell, but are you gonna get? Because no one's gonna have money. Yeah. So like, like at the moment, so for you guys know, I've been trying to be doing up my house to sell, and really, it's pretty much within the next two weeks we were gonna put it on the market. Mm. There was a couple more things to do, but they were quick things, and um, but obviously that can't happen now, and it's kind of like. The, no, there's going to be no money in the market because everyone's That's waiting true. for the money to come through from the, the insurance so mm. it's kind of like the worst time in the world to sell your house so it's kind of it could delay us buying a house for another year mm. so mm. it's not going to lose any value houses aren't going to lose any value though are they I don't think. well you think once the money comes through it'll actually mm. increase because there's 10,000 houses gone so mm. in that way but then it's buying and selling in the same market it is so if we could buy now mm. and then hold off for selling for a year I want to do that one, John. Get on, man. Get on. Make some money. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Russ. I mean, no. Oh, actually, stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> the people who like long shows, though. There's a picture. There's a picture. Um, it, oh, it, yeah. it, might have been, it might have been, I don't know where I saw it, whether it was in the paper or somewhere, but at the start of Iron Man New Zealand, oh, there was somebody in the water it holding up a sign saying Kia Kaha. Oh, really? But I don't know, but Kia Kaha is pretty... It's us. So I want to know if that person was an I Am Talk listener and if they were their legend and they want to mention on the show. Um, so I'm just interested to know if that was just a, you know, gear car because that's sort of standard tall Christchurch. Yeah, it is, um, that is true. Or not. So let us know. If anybody knows that person, let us know. Do you want to add anything else? Should we try to get four minutes so we get the hour and a half to really... we still got to insert the interview there. Oh, it's going to be there for... Okay, well, let's end it. I'm Russ. I'm a note. Train hard. Train smart. Gear car. car. <laughs> and the show people are going to hate us. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs>